This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. They had no money when they started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Nicholas Kimla. He's the founder and managing director of Uptime since its inception in 1994. He's also responsible for WorldCheck, the banking financial crime prevention software used today by most of the world's banks, bought by Thompson Routers back in the day. He's a CEO and founder of Pipeliner Sales Today, the sales company for Pipeliner CRM. He's author of over 100 ebooks on sales, sales management, and entrepreneurship. He studied Protestant theology in LA and Vienna, graduating with a master's degree, married and father of three children. Nicholas, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah. Wow. It's a lot. It is a lot. All right. Let's double down and focus on Pipeliner. So what's the company doing? How do you make money? Well, first of all, it's great to be on your show. I'm happy to participate in that. Out of my accent, you can see, even living in California, I have a little bit different. Even we are the same country as Arnold is coming from, from Austria. And our, I moved six years ago to build our pipeline in the U.S. because I realized our CRM, our, if you want to start it from really from the scratch our, in Europe, especially in Vienna, it will not work. The market is too small. Uh, there's too many things going on over there. And then you have the language barrier because you see I'm traveling, let's say, not even an hour and I have to speak Slovak or I have to speak Hungarian or I have to speak Italian. And so this is really contextualizing, very complicated. So I came here six years ago to build Pipeliner. And I think um, the, 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 the unbelievable story on that is that we really had an absolutely phenomenal concept that we have delivered and we did that. Uh, and so we were growing um, and we are expanding. We are right now with uh, hundreds of companies around the world in 35 countries already. Uh, so wait, big, so so Nicholas, so how many customers do you have? Uh, we have over hundreds are uh, in different countries. Yeah. Okay, in but like, is that is that a hundred or three hundred or seven hundred? No, it's over a thousand. Yeah. Uh, oh, got it's it. Going in that direction. Uh, well, we then, Nicholas, spe- just to be clear, sorry, you have a thousand paying customers, or or more or less? More than that. Okay. So, so what's the actual number? Well, this is our happening, you know, in the SaaS business, it's always our moving in different direction. What you what you can see, because I give you an example, uh, we have universities right now, even on the contract uh, and uh, we have other uh, outlets. They are going in that direction. If you really go to big companies in that area and not are using the single individual users, we have over 700 paid companies B2B in 35 countries. That's what I was looking at. So in terms of paying companies using you, you have about 700. Yes, more, more than that, around. Seven, okay, yeah. good. And how do they pay you? I mean, are they paying you per month, per seat? And if so, what's the average price? 
No, our, we have a tier structure. Our, our tier structure goes from our, we have our business version. Our, we call that a starter business and enterprise. And so it depends on the tier structure, what some companies having are. And so it's our uh, paid, not monthly. Uh, we are doing that by yearly. Okay. But our approach is very different or than I would say than any other companies today. First of all, we are really an enterprise system. I'm coming from banking compliance, as you said before. We have created the biggest compliance solution in the world. Well, it's Nicholas, real quick, itself. sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to focus on the pricing for a second before we move on to other other strategies that you're implementing. So, what what's the cheapest price people can get started at? Four hundred and twenty a year or a month? Or uh, no, no, per year, per user, per seat, per year. Per user per seat per year. Okay. And when you look at an average across your entire customer base, what, what do you think is a fair average for the first year contract value? No, we are going are more to the business and enterprise version. We have some starter versions, sure, uh, but they are in the minor. Uh, and what you can do with Pipeliner 2 is uh, you can mix the tier structure. That means you can say in my company, for instance, if you have a company, uh, let's say with 50 to 100 user and you have a couple of secretaries or whatever it is, and you say, well, they don't need all the other features. Why should pay them our enterprise version? The majority needs enterprise. And so you can uh, you can really uh, mix the, t- the tier structure. That's great, Nicholas. Yeah, but back to my question. So is it fair to say first year annual contract value is somewhere around five grand on average, or is it more than that? It's more than that. Okay, more like, can you, give, can you tell me what it is? Is it 10 grand, no, 100 I, grand, I, a million? I, I, I can you I can you give you an exact number on that, and I will not do that, especially not public. Uh, and uh, the point is on that area, uh, because it's very mixed. Uh, we have enterprise customers like H.E. Gallagher is one of the biggest insurance company in the world, broker company in Australia, where I have not even salespeople there. Uh, I have not even anyone, and we have 40 companies in Australia, uh, really like E.G. Gallagher with almost our, our to a thousand licenses. Yeah, so um, so it's very different. It depends on the company. On that, uh, we are going very good in insurance and manufacturing companies, uh, and having great companies like Toolgawk and others are there making manufacturing stuff for Boeing. Yeah, Nic- Nicholas, so what, very, what year did you launch the company in? Uh, well, as I said, our the company, my team and I have created and revolutionized already one industry, and that was acquired by Thomson Reuters for for half a billion dollars. Yeah, Nicholas, my our, question is just simply: When did you launch Pipeliner CRM? Our, well, our, there is not a simple answer to a to a question because when you have a team together, uh, we launched. I came here 2012. Okay, our, in September. 2012 from Austria. So end of September 2012, I arrived in Los Angeles and started with zero. Yeah, but the point is, our um, the 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 story that is behind my team and I are we are working. Some of them almost are close to 20 years together. And as I said, we're not young. We're really very experienced. I'm I've turned 57. Yeah, uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, we have revolutionized one industry, and we are right now in the process to revolutionize another industry. Well, what do you mean by, by that, though? Everyone says they revolutionize industries. What does that actually mean? Uh, well, very good question. Uh, very fair and good question. So uh, here we go. When we, were, uh, when we started in the banking compliance, uh, at that time, there was no 
databases out there. They put the people, the uh, terrorists, the fraud people, the money laundry people in a database. We, we did that technically and hosted that for a long time, for over 15 years before it moved over um, when Thomson Reuters came in and we moved over then to AT&T. But the point was, and, and that was amazing in itself from a story where it was done in three data centers uh, simultaneously uh, with technology from Oracle that you have the database. Because when you were going, let's say, to Bank of America or Citibank and you wanted to open an account, it was matching our database. How we did that, we revolutionized because nobody was doing that. And the compliance issue became very high end uh, after 9-11 because George W. Bush, 10 days after 9-11, gave out a list of 19 most wanted terrorists. And we had in the database, WorldCheck, 17. They were there. And we were the technical company who put all together, hosted, programmed and everything. It was amazing. And then it exploded. When we speak about what is that correlated right now to Pipeliner to CRM, well, then I will tell you, I was by coincidence invited by IBM International to a big conference, and I realized that CRM, everybody has hype words. As you said, what is revolutionizing? Everybody's doing the same. We were really interviewing over 1,000 salespeople around the world. We were looking at every system that was out there and saying, what is the difference? And I figured it out. Yeah, I figured it out. What has to be the different? I created even if you go, you were saying correctly, I'm writing a lot. I'm really producing a lot of content. And if you go to sales pop is one of our, our pipeline of family products that we out there, the biggest content platform, we produce something. And I created a term that is called salespreneurs. What is a salespreneur? A salespreneur is an entrepreneur in an enterprise, but not every salesperson is a real entrepreneur. So how you do that? So we changed a few how uh, the operating system of a computer yeah, in sales would actually work. But it's not only sales because every company in the world needs today a CRM. Yeah, what Nicholas, the, sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off. I'd like to focus and stay kind of on the numbers so we can then just compare the numbers to other CRMs and see if you've truly you know, revolutionized the market, right? So one of the problems a lot of CRMs have is churn. Tell me about your churn and how you've managed it. We are going in this direction and we are doing something very different. And we build something also very different because we are self-financed. Nobody in my industry, no one, there is not one single CRM system has ever done what we have done from a button-up approach. Because normally everybody- So Nicholas, sorry, out, you cut out. Just to confirm, you're, you're bootstrapped today. You haven't raised any capital? That is correct. Okay, and walk me through, I think I cut out when I asked you this question. Walk me through churn. What is your churn today and how are you managing it? As I said as before, I just speak about some stuff. I'm not in an interview. I have never met you before. Are going out here and, and boosting some stuff. You can go there and you can look at our numbers. We have a different strategy. And I, I hope you respect that in a way. And if not, I'm sorry. Well, but Nicholas, no, I respect I respect you, but you can't come and say that have, you're doing something you, totally different and revolutionizing an industry. Yeah, Nicholas, all I'm saying is I totally respect what you're doing, but I can't let you come on the show and say you're doing something different and revolutionizing everything without understanding how your churn numbers compare to other CRMs, right? 
yes, it could be, or it's not true, because you see, or you can revolutionize in many ways, or look at Google, who has revolutionized something, and at the beginning here, the guy has to or speak to 300 investors, because everybody was saying, oh my goodness, our another our, a search engine, why we need another search engine? So he had not to prove by numbers that he has revolutionized something, because he revolutionized it anyhow. So yeah, but he, he what, had page rank. He had he had many things to point to. You're using big, broad words that don't tactically mean anything. I want to give you credit. So I'm trying to force you to talk about real data points. The data points is that we have enough customers. They are paying and they are enterprise. I think that's enough. Yeah, but you're not. But, so if I do the numbers, if you have 700 logos paying a minimum of 420 bucks a month, that's 300 I've grand a month. And that, that's 300 got, grand a month in revenue. Yeah, but if you go to a website, the normal analysis as I said is our the business enterprise is a different price. So a, a business costs seven hundred and eighty dollars per user per seat per year, and we have one thousand twenty for enterprise per user per seat per year. So when if you make your mathematics, or you can come up with different numbers. Yeah, and I said also already are that we have only a few people in compared to the others in the starter version that we are offered because we want that people have, as I said also, that when you're a bigger company, you have maybe secretaries or internal people that don't need maybe the full enterprise version. Sure. And that's what, Nicholas, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Even, and if you're even, not, even taking those updated numbers, which I didn't have before, you just told me those numbers. If I take 1,200 times 728, that's less than a million bucks a month in revenue. There are many other CRMs that have way more than that in revenue. That's true. I have not said, I, I, um, how many companies do you know that someone has started or by the end of 2012 and we are in the year 2018, just in a couple of years from scratch, zero was coming from the outside. And you know, there was a red carpet, there was a music band and there were at least 50 people standing at LAX and wanted to be employed. No, come on. Well, I don't care about that. Nicholas, hiring employees means you just increase your costs. I care about people building real businesses. And it sounds like you have something very unique here. I'm trying to get under like the rev, the big terms you're using and really understand from a tech perspective, what you have that is so unique based off your banking industry experience. This is what uh, you have to, to follow are, as I said, are the, the different approach that we have taken, which is what? is, is, as I said, we interviewed thousand people, number one. Uh, we have taken a technical, very different approach. We were going not a top down, so on the bottom up, or we have our bottom up approach from a technical perspective in regard how is our pipeline that can be used. Everything is visual, number one. Everything is visual and not the dashboard. Yeah, but so is HubSpot and so is Infusionsoft no, and so is it's a bunch true. of, they're it's very visual. No, it's not true. If you go to the CRM and if you go to the stuff, when you really go to the are to the areas of we have, for instance, are as the first company revolutionized multiple processes in the visualization of processes. But this is too technical to go there. Another thing is we are the only sir, the only solution that has a button navigation on the screen. Why we do that? Because the brain cannot really follow on that. We have a revolutionized their mobile stuff. When you go there and look at the mobile in some areas, how mobile is really working and how it's interacting. The next thing is are in, in regard of. Yeah, Nicholas, sorry. I, I don't when you my audience, they're going to hate this interview because they don't know what you mean when you say revolutionizing a mobile experience. They don't I don't know what that means. 
Say, seeing is believing. This is what I said. If you believe, if you see some stuff, then you would better. But you said there is no chance to show something. Well, my question, but my question to you is you can articulate what this is. I mean, you, this CRM space is very, very competitive. ProsperWorks, Nimble, Infusionsoft, HubSpot, all huge, huge companies that I believe, I don't know because I don't know what numbers you're at right now in terms of revenue, but I believe are all doing more revenue than you. And I'm trying to understand how are you stealing market share from them, right? Why are people, what are the people telling you when they say, I just quit Infusionsoft and installed Propeller CRM or Pipeliner CRM? Um. This is what I said before. You see, the point is, our, we are not selling like the others. We have a different strategy. Otherwise, we wouldn't our, gain market share and we would not our, be existing and not growing in that area. How you can think for a moment, how you can even convince uh, an enterprise customer that they are flanking out our, for instance, our, our Salesforce against Pipeliner. Why, why someone would do that? Um, take your buzzwords a little bit away that you are bringing at me yeah, and go to the hard stuff or, and the hard stuff. It starts with something when you really want to change something and changing. What in though, Nicholas, what? I, I, as I said, the first is the conceptual thing, how people are using anyhow software. Well, you said bottoms as, up. You said you're unique that you're bottoms up. I can tell you a lot of HubSpot's growth has come from an individual employee using it once, them getting their team using it. And before you know it, they're selling to the CMO. That no, is a bottom, bottoms up approach. No, bottom up approach into technical things is coming out from a management perspective. I don't what know what that means. Okay. Okay. Or that means when you have management, Salesforce and the system, technically, I'm speaking here technically, are created, what is management, what does management need? And then you create the system, how is the end user are using the system? I give credit to a couple of our the other systems that they had really are are just created some stuff in that area. But when you are creating it from an end user perspective, in that case, let's say the salesperson, uh, management is getting that. Why salespeople hate CRM? Why? When every system is so good and we are talking to them, why salespeople hate Salesforce? Why they hate all? And salespeople don't use my HubSpot. Uh, HubSpot is not a CRM system. First of all, it's a marketing automation tool. HubSpot, has a, HubSpot has a free CRM that's getting that nobody, market, sh that's getting market that, share very, very quickly with over a million users. Same thing with Infusionsoft. They just, I just had Clayton Mask on. They've passed 175,000 paying customers and 10 million a month in MRR. These things are being used. All right. HubSpot is used and they are not tracking the CRM user. Yeah, this is not true. Uh, and the tracking of their of their marketing automation is there is an add-on that they have not even further developed in the last couple of years. I was uh, I was using HubSpot for many years. So, so, so Nicholas, we're running we're running out of time, and I want to just get quick answers out of you on these last few things. I'm hoping you can give me just quick, direct answers. So, in terms of growth, how are you deploying capital? I think I think, it, I, I think our, uh, this this doesn't lead anything. We are different, and we have also a different approach. And you are are I, I'm not doing that. Sorry, and I don't. You're like not doing. You're not doing what? Um, I don't know. Our the the point is what. First of all, you're fading always away on my screen. Yeah, that's that's also not very good. Yeah. Uh, um, the second thing is, 
if you want to do an interview with me and you want really to make more, then you would have to send me some uh, legitimate questions in Nick, some areas. Nicholas, have you have you listened to any other episodes before no, you came on the no. show? Have, okay, have, so have why? You read, have so, you read? Have you read any of my two hundred or, or, or blogs at least, or my forty four ebooks that I was writing? No, what I did instead is I why interviewed you, everyone. Why, why, I you interviewed. Want to interview me. I don't want to interview Nicholas, you. Nicholas, excuse me. Excuse me, Nicholas. You? I'm going to end this interview if we can't have a good conversation. I've done extensive research in the CRM space. That's why I can quote numbers off the top of my head from every other play in the CRM space. You're using big. You're using big buzzwords. If let me finish, please. You're using big buzzwords. But you're very intelligent. I'm trying to help you articulate what it is you do that's revolutionary. And I'm not able to do that. So you haven't listened to other episodes. You're not familiar with the format. I don't know why you okay. agreed to come on the show in the first place. So I'm going to end the interview. I appreciate your time and best of luck. Take care.